Hey everyone, welcome to Almost Hired, the show about all things related to hiring and getting hired. Back by popular demand, we're doing more listener questions with Alexis. Welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. It was great the first time, so we are going to do it again. And uh, we have some really good questions this time. So if you're ready, we'll jump right in. Yes, I am. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So the first one comes from Chris. Uh, He lives in New York. And he says, I'm a recent college grad applying for my first job. I just received an offer from a great company, but the salary range is a little lower than I was hoping for due to the expenses that I'll need to cover living in the city. Is it okay to negotiate salary? And if so, how do I go about it? That is a great question. And I'm sure it's one that a lot of, you know, entry level candidates come across. Ultimately, though, you know, with entry level positions, you're not really in a place where you're bringing a ton of experience to the table quite yet, which is a lot of what you can use as negotiating. And I would say it's probably better not to negotiate that early on. Um, It's also good to kind of keep in mind the room for growth that's going to be available within the company, even if you might be starting off a little bit lower than you would like to at this point, given the fact that you are entry level, you will have the opportunity to move up most likely. And those are things to kind of keep in mind. You also want to take a look at the big picture. Salary is only one component. You need to think about things such as benefit, um, time off, things of that nature. Um, A lot of other companies offer some extras as well. You know, do they have access to like lower gym memberships, things like that. You just never know. All companies are so different, but it's really beneficial to kind of look at the full picture and not just salary alone and to also think about the long-term goal. I love all of that. And it makes so much sense. It's like, if you're making that first decision about where you land solely based on money, something's probably wrong. (laughs) Like, you know, I mean, we all obviously want the best salary possible, but you should be really excited about the culture of the company and the people that are there and opportunities for growth down the road. Like, hopefully these are all questions you asked about in the interview process. So I would hate to see, and we've seen it happen for someone to be 22 years old and lose a great opportunity because they got so fixated on salary and then just like ruined it. Exactly. And keep in mind, you know, you are one of probably many candidates and, you know, there will be someone who will be amenable to that salary. So, you know, it's easy enough for the employer to say, okay, you know, we'll just move on to the next if you choose not to accept that or try to negotiate So sometimes it's better to, you know, just keep that in mind, look at all the factors and weigh what's really important. And if you still can't get by it, maybe that's not the right opportunity for you. You know, maybe there's something better that, you know, will fit or even maybe, you know, if the salary is an issue, you know, maybe you're just not that interested in the opportunity either. If you're looking at money over what they're actually going to be offering you in terms of your career. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it isn't the right fit and sometimes you do get lowballed, and there's nothing wrong with walking away if that's the case. But what I hate to see happen is 
people lose a good opportunity because they just get a little cocky and they say, okay, well, let's see how far I can push this envelope. And then it backfires, you know? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, you know, like I said, like gain some experience and then you can use that as your negotiating tool. But to walk into the job market without any experience, it's really hard to try and negotiate your way through that because you don't have a lot that you're necessarily bringing to the table just yet. That takes time. So true. No, you're so right about that. Yeah. And nobody likes to hear that or to acknowledge it, but it is true. Like when you're first starting out, they call it entry level for a reason. Like you don't know (laughs) anything yet. And so it's just a fact and you're going to be so much more in a position to have leverage down the road. Definitely. Yep. But great question for sure. For sure. Um, The only other thing I would add on this is we tell our candidates all the time, oftentimes when these offers are made, companies have budgets in mind for positions. So when they make an offer, it's not even personal. It's not even about the candidate most of the time. It's just literally like, this is the amount that this position is worth, particularly for a low level position. That's just what it is. They're not going to bring you in the door making more money than your colleague that's literally doing exactly the same job. So you you can think there's room to negotiate, but there just isn't no matter how much they like you because they just can't make that change to what the budget is. Correct. Yep. No, definitely a good thing to keep in mind. All right. Moving along. This one comes from Megan. She's a fellow Connecticut native from Farmington. Uh, She says, I recently accepted a job offer from a company. It's a great opportunity, but when I gave notice to my current employer, they made me a counter offering more money to try to convince me to stay. I have mixed feelings about this and I have no idea what to do. What is the best way to handle this with the new employer if I do accept the counter or should I even consider accepting it? This is a hard one. (laughs) Yeah, that is definitely a hard one. You know, it's never easy when you're put in that position, but ultimately there's a reason you started looking for a new job in the first place. That would be my first comment um, in terms of things to consider. You know, what made you want to look for a job in the first place? Is the additional salary even going to be worth it? Or are you going to accept it and have that financial gain in the short term, but three months down the line, you're going to be right back to where you started and unhappy and, you know, looking to want to leave that position all over again. I do feel that, you know, it's best to kind of go with the offer you already accepted. Um, You clearly felt a certain way to accept the offer. You felt good about the opportunity. You know, I think that says a lot. If you, you know, went through probably multiple interview processes and decided to accept that one, you know, why would you go back to the one that you were consciously trying to leave in the first place? Yeah, that's true. And I do think it's really interesting that, you know, how many times over the years have we seen candidates that we've worked with sometimes take the counter and stay and then, you know, thinking it's the right decision, they regret it every time. Like we always hear from them months later, right? Exactly. All the time. Oh, saying, you know, I really screwed up because what happens is it's lip service. Like they're employer that they stayed with just tells them what they want to hear. Even if they get a bump in salary, like you said, there's still issues and nothing changes. And then they're like, Oh, I really missed an opportunity to go do something great and be part of something great. And then by that point, the bridge is completely burned. 
Exactly. And even if it's a scenario where, you know, maybe you were looking for a new job just because you wanted some growth and now your company is offering you, say, a promotion with that, you know, bump in salary, are you going to have to go through that process the next time that you are looking for a promotion within the company? You know, that is that really a pattern you want to continue to repeat throughout your career that you literally have to go out and find a new job in order to receive a counter offer to be able to stay on and be promoted within the company you're currently at. And I mean, that would also make me question how much I'm really valued or how much they see the value in me. Why do they see it only once I'm about to leave versus the whole time that I've been working there and putting my best foot forward? I agree 100%. And my favorite analogy for this, and I've given this to candidates, is the breakup analogy. (laughs) So it's kind of like when you're in a relationship and you go to end it because you're unhappy because they're not treating you right. And then all of a sudden, it's like all the promises of like, oh, you know, things will change. Um, It'll get so much better. And it's like, no, you should have treated me right when we were not at this crisis point. Like, why would I believe? And, And people that do that, maybe it gets better for a little while, but then it always winds up crumbling again anyway. It's it's, it's not going to work. So it's the same thing. Yeah, it just turns into a vicious cycle. And it's, it's not a fun place to be in. You know, you want to know that you're receiving that promotion because your employer came to you with it. Or even if it's not a promotion scenario, still, you know, it, it shouldn't have to come to you wanting to leave in order for them to show that now they value you, you'll just run into the same issue all over again. Yeah, we can't drill that one home enough. Never take a counter offer. It just... I know in the moment, and you know, it's hard for people because they have a loyalty. It's like the employer that they have been with for a while and they have an existing relationship versus the unknown. And it's scary. And I get people panic and it's uncomfortable and all of those things. But at the end of the day, like you said, I mean, you got to this point for a reason. So don't neglect to really think about that. Exactly. You know, I mean, of course, it can always be scary to make that move and (laughs) to go to a new company. You don't know what you're necessarily going to be walking into all the time. But if you felt good about the company and the culture, the responsibilities, you know, if everything lined up for you to say that you did want to accept that job offer in the first place, then I definitely think it's wise to just move forward with that. You know, if you are questioning any bit of whether or not you're making the right decision, that's something to question before you accept the offer, not after the fact. So that's a really good point. Yeah. If you're having doubts halfway through the interview process, that's different. And I mean, in that case, I would say pull out as quickly as possible and just stay where you are because your gut is telling you that's the right move. But but don't accept an offer with doubts. You know, make sure that when you accept an offer, you're 100% on board with it. And, you know, you definitely shouldn't want to be considering those counter offers at that point. Yeah. Which actually, that brings us to the second part of the question. So maybe even though we just said never do this, we should probably address it. So when she said, okay, what if somebody actually does make the decision, they are taking the counter against our best advice, they're going to take it and they're going to stay. How do they navigate that in the best way possible? Because that is going to be super messy. Yes, it definitely is. I think it comes down to honesty. Um, You definitely never know when you're going to come across somebody. Again, you know, as large of a world as it is, the business world is very small and you don't want to burn bridges. So I do feel that, you know, honesty would be the best policy and to approach the 
employer that you had accepted the offer with and to let them know that your current employer ended up counteroffering. But you know, you definitely need to do that as soon as possible. You can't leave them waiting. Don't wait until the day before you're supposed to start the new job. Mm, it's hard because then too, it's like, okay, well, if you, it's like, yes, you have to be honest, of course, but what if they up their offer? <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Like they're countering you now. And it's like, ugh. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you have to really know which company do you want to be at? And like it, I think when you go into that conversation with the prospective new employer that you're now turning down, it has to be about more than money because if they think it's just about money, they're going to just throw more at you probably. And you have to position it in a way that they can't give you something that the other company just did. But as we're talking about this, I'm thinking, I don't know, is it better to just be really vague so that it doesn't invite that kind of a back and forth? But I don't know. I mean... Maybe it depends on the scenario. I think maybe too, it depends. What's your relationship like with this new company? How close did you all kind of get during the process? And how openly do you feel like you can communicate and they're going to understand? I mean, in some cases, it might be better to just be like, you know what? I know this is not the answer you want, but I have to say no and just leave it alone. But it's hard. Yeah, no, I mean, it could depend a lot even on like the company alone. You know, some companies may want to look for a specific answer from you and others might just look at it as, okay, that's our answer. And, you know, anyone who is going to do that, they aren't the right fit for us anyway. So, you know, it's ultimately going to come down to just the personalities and the culture of the company. So, yeah. The only final thing I would add to this is if if you're in this situation where you are staying put and you're taking that counter, like you have got to let that employer know immediately because they're you've accepted, they're already planning for your arrival. Like, and it's probably a two week period. So if a week goes by or you're days away from starting and they don't know that yet, that is awful. I mean, they're going to be more and more upset with you the closer you get to that start date and rightfully so. No. Yeah. I mean, the second you make that decision, you definitely need to let them know. So, and the other thing to keep in mind is that now your employer, your current employer also knows that you were unhappy at one point and that you were looking and they may continue to question, is this person looking again? You know, if you have an off day, that might be where their head goes. They might start to think that that's what that person's doing again. They're starting to look again, you know, and that's going to be a question that's always going to be there because they know that you've done this in the past and then you received the counter and accepted it. But that question's always going to linger now. It changes the relationship forever. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. The trust is broken on some level, whether people want to admit it or not. And, and we've seen that happen too. And people have admitted that they take the counter and they're like, the relationship's just not the same. So that's a great point And all the more reason to never accept a counteroffer. So. Exactly. <laughs> just go with what your initial decision was. <laughs> yes. Just yep. out of there. <laughs> All right. I think we drove that one home sufficiently. Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) Okay. Um, The third and final question, this is from Julie. She's from Maryland. And she says, my current employer is very difficult to work for and creates an uncomfortable environment in the way he treats our team, the language he uses, and the demands he puts on us. I'm in the process of looking for a new job, but what should I say in the interview process if and when I'm asked why I'm looking to leave where I am? 
amazing question. Um, this can be handled, you know, a couple different ways, but I would say, you know, the first one is you definitely don't ever want to go negative within an interview. So you would not want to share all of the aspects that have driven you to this decision to make a move. It would be better to focus on things such as, you know, you're looking for increased responsibilities, uh, career growth. Um, maybe you want to change the type of role that you have within an industry. You're looking to expand, you know, what you already know and are working on. You know, I would definitely focus on areas of improvement for yourself and how, you know, making a move would improve yourself, your career, things of that nature versus focusing on the negatives of that company or particular people of that company. I mean, and this doesn't just go for, you know, a supervisor, you know, you don't want to talk negatively about the company or individual people within that company. You never know that could get back to them and that will definitely burn some bridges. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. And it's hard. People are sometimes like, well, how do I talk about it in a way that doesn't sound negative? It's like, well, you just don't talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's a hard thing to explain to people, but it's like, you don't have to tell them all the details of what's going on there. You don't owe them that information. It, you don't. And so again, another relationship analogy, it's like being on a date and someone's complaining about their ex and it's a red flag every time you're like, if you're going to talk poorly about this person, what are you going to say about me when we break up? <laughs> Do you know what I exactly. mean? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just one of those things. And I think that that's why employers have zero tolerance for it because they do not want to let somebody in the door who's a negative person for so many reasons. Their antenna is up. So you have to be so careful. Yeah, no, it's better to make it about you. You know, you feel like you've outgrown the position or you're just looking for a change. Maybe you could say, you know, if the potential employer is closer to distance wise, just say you're looking for something closer to home. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to navigate it depending on the positions that you're looking at. So I agree. And I mean, if there are things about the environment that have not worked for you where you are, there are ways to craft interview questions to figure out, okay, what is this culture like? Or like, if you observed a quality in your manager that didn't work for you, you know, do you have an opportunity to meet who your your new manager would be and kind of feel them out? Like, make sure that when you're making a transition, you're getting yourself into a better situation and not repeating a bad pattern. But the point being, you can do your detective work and figure that out without having to spill your guts to this person about, Oh my God, I'm so miserable (laughs) where I am currently. Yeah. And I mean, it can be questions such as, you know, what is the team structure? How does the team collaborate with each other? Or is it more of a individual role versus a team role? You know, depending on what your issue was specifically with your current position, you know, that's how you can kind of craft your questions to get a better feel for what you'd be walking into if you were to accept an opportunity with this new company. But you definitely, you know, want to be able to find ways to get that information without speaking negatively about where you are currently. Yep. Totally agree. And worst case scenario, if they really push you, like if they get a sense that there's something going on that you don't want to talk about, you still don't have to talk about it. I mean, you can literally just very politely be like, you know, it's not the right fit. And I'm excited to see where this process goes, period. End of story. Keep it classy. (laughs) Yeah, no, always. (laughs) For sure. Definitely the best way to handle that one. 
Mm-hmm. And they might be pushing you to try. Actually, we had a client that did this. You'll remember years ago where they would push people to try to get them to say something negative to see if they would hold their ground. Yeah, they will try to trick you. They will. Some will definitely do that, you know, to see if there is going to be that button. If they push it, they'll get it, you know, but you don't fall for it. <laughs> yeah. Can they crack you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do not do it ever. Don't let it happen. Um, great. Well, I think we covered a theme of, you know, late stage, uh, hiring process issues that a lot of people run into. So, yeah, no, they're very common, more common than people might realize. So those were really good ones to ask this time around. For sure. Yeah. So if any of you find yourself in those situations, you're not alone and hopefully we helped. Yes, I hope so. All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this again. No problem. Thanks for having me on again. And thank you to the listeners for their questions. Yeah. Keep them coming. Yes, for sure. (laughs) That's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening as always. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could take just a quick second to leave us a five-star review. And while you're there, also be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. For more information about the show, about me, Jackie Ducci, or about my company, Ducci & Associates, you can check out www.ducciassociates.com. That's D-U-C-C-I associates.com. We're also on social media at Jackie Ducci and at Ducci Associates. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.